We are here advocating for the issues that are important to the green industry. Hey, everybody ought to know by now, you can't do business without politics. We believe that these ordinances violate the Texas Constitution. It's coming straight out of Austin, and it's something the Texas green industry ought to know about. This is The Green Report, bringing the capital to you. And welcome back to Episode 6 of The Green Report. I'm your host, Ryan Skrbarczyk, Director of Legislative and Regulatory Affairs at TNLA. This edition, we're going to discuss the ongoing fight over the effort by certain Texas cities to mandate employment practices. Starting with the city of Austin over a year ago, the city council developed an ordinance to mandate a certain amount of paid sick leave for most private sector employees, irrespective of the impact on individual business or any previous employee benefit arrangement, and largely driven by certain organized labor efforts, the city determined it would be appropriate for them to mandate how much and how quickly paid time off should accrue. The cities of San Antonio and Dallas shortly followed suit, and then the business community filed suit. All three cities have been entangled in lawsuits in either state or federal court over the issue. Legislative efforts earlier this year to overturn these ordinances ultimately failed, and citizens are left waiting for some kind of clarity from the courts. Today we'll speak with Annie Spillman, who's the state director of NFIB and the spokeswoman for the Asset Coalition. This coalition is comprised of a large spectrum of the business community and is organized around the effort to stop these harmful patchwork employment mandates from local governments. Annie will get us up to speed on the background of the coalition and what the path forward looks like. Join TNLA on Wednesday, November 13th for the Grower Summit. Take away the information you need at the 2019 Grower Summit. Join us in Waco at the Texas Farm Bureau headquarters to hear about industry-related topics to start using in your operation immediately. This full day of education will feature topics you asked for and industry experts from across the country. Lunch is included in registration. Register at tnlaonline.org today. All right, today I've got State Director of NFIB, Annie Spillman, here with me. Annie, thanks for coming on The Green Report. Thanks, Ryan. So, um, you work for NFIB. Tell us a little bit about your role here in Texas and how that connects with uh, the subject matter of today, the Asset Coalition. Mm -hmm. So, NFIB, uh, we are the voice of small business, really the only voice for it, particularly small business. And we represent small businesses around the state, um, really from every economic sector uh, in Texas, from manufacturing, construction, retail, wholesale, agriculture, services industry. So, you know, we really have a broad spectrum of policy priorities and membership. And so, you know, it's an interesting perspective when we're working on issues like what we're going to be talking about today with mandated sick leave in that it affects all industries right. and specifically those operating on thin margins like small businesses. Yeah, absolutely. So what is, talk to us about what is asset. Mm-hmm. First of all, what, what asset stands for <laughs> and right. what, what kind of organization uh, are, you know, how, what are the members that comprise the organization? Sure. So, um, first of all, you know, in 2017, the city of Austin came out and proposed, uh, an ordinance that we were not for, which we'll get into. 
So that being said, and we started to see sort of this this kind of web happening across the state, we knew that um, other cities were going to try to regulate private employment practices. So NFIB and several other groups of the business community came together and said, you know what, we need to form a coalition going into the 2019 legislative session, and that's what we did. ASSET stands for the Alliance for securing and strengthening the economy in Texas. Mm -hmm. And in part, you know, the reason why we used asset is because as your group understands, um, our our employees, our staff are the asset, you know, they're an asset. Right. And so it is also a play on words, but asset is represented actually by, I would really say the majority of all business and industry uh, groups, associations in the state. So through asset, the building and construction trades are represented, staffing industry, hotel and lodging, uh, restaurant and retail, food and fuel, apartment and housing, real estate, travel industry, and then of course the nursery and landscape yeah. uh, industries as well. So we really are a larger uh, coalition voice for all of the very critical industries in the state of Texas. Right. Well, you touched on it a little bit and the reason we're pushing this out is to educate our members because we're the, actually the newest mm-hmm. uh, partner in the coalition. Thank you. But, <laughs> but uh, and happy to be here. But we, we want to inform our members kind of about the history of what's been going on. If they haven't mm-hmm. been tied into really what was uh, a lot of what went on for the business community last session. Right some of the bills that were filed, some of this, uh, and the work that uh, Asset and all of the various member groups really in their own capacity were doing on behalf of their members. Mm-hmm. So w- walk us up kind of to the point we are now mm-hmm. where, uh, what were the what were the primary issues, I guess, during session that Asset was looking at? Yeah, so, you know, and, and, and it could expand right now, but right, you know, Asset was formed for really one sole purpose, mm-hmm. and that was to stop to preempt cities from regulating private employment practices in the form of uh, regulating an employer's scheduling, hiring, benefits, or wages. Right. So, you know, asset, we weren't formed to, to just be greedy and try to go out there and do all these things and stop all these things. We had uh, one main goal and, and started legislative session with uh, one piece of legislation filed both in the House and Senate, and actually with the governor's blessing uh, at our small business day, the NFIB small business day, uh, the governor came in and said that one of his top priorities would be this legislation preempting cities from regulating private employment practices, like I said, like scheduling, hiring, benefits, and wages. Mm-hmm. Um, and so asset came together at the table, like I said, represented uh, through 18 different business and industry um, associations, organizations. Um, we had meetings from day, I mean, before session started with the governor's office, lieutenant governor's office, speaker's office, um, you know, and, and other leadership. Um, you know, we hit the ground running. We, like I said, it, it looked like we had a golden ticket to the finish line. Right. Um, particularly that it was, you know, even above and beyond taxes and other uh, regulations. This to the business community, and I'm sure your members feel the same way. Um, was the priority coming in and it's not just um, you know a granular thing about paid sick leave but it's that cities were starting to 
expand their regulatory scope, go outside of their jurisdiction, and start regulating private employment practices mm-hmm. when really that's never been their duty. That's not what cities are set up to do. You know, it's making sure there's public safety, right. transportation, and fixing potholes to be Basic really services. <laughs> Basic, Basic services. services. Um, so that was the reason we knew going in, you know, never should any um, organization just sort of be lackadaisical or sit on any sort of notion thinking that, you know, we've we've got a pro-business environment in the state of Texas. We, you know, this is this is a slam dunk. So that's why we created Asset, uh, knowing that we needed all hands on deck. We needed all of the, you know, the players in the business uh, community to be not only behind this, but to make this their priority as well. Um, and so, Unfortunately, the preemption legislation did not pass. Right. Um, it's just the differences of, um, you know, to be honest, it just kind of came down to some political things that were going on. Um, there is a crunch time at the end of every legislative session. Yes. You know, and, and yeah. we, being how we're constitutionally set up, you know, that kind of sets up those conflicts. Mm-hmm. We were as disappointed that, that the bill or bills, plural, didn't, didn't pass ultimately because we supported those throughout the process mm-hmm. and kind of monitored what the work asset was doing uh, because we had, I mean, there were green industry companies that came mm-hmm. from from our sector and testified in favor of the bill right. against the cities and their ordinances um, because they saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. And so it was important mm-hmm. to small business. I think it kind of session and the bill's not passing left uh, work to be done, sure. really. Right. And mm-hmm. so whether it's judicial relief or everybody getting ready for the next legislative session, mm-hmm. what is the work of the coalition moving forward. I mean, where, so we're really talking about three cities currently in Texas, Dallas, San Antonio, and Austin. Correct. Um, And they're all in some capacity involved with the courts right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. So can you kind of talk about where each city is a little bit and then where, where this coalition is moving forward? Several members of ASSET are part of Several lawsuits happening in Austin, Dallas, and San Antonio. TLNA, T-N-L-A, mm-hmm. excuse me, you uh, signed on to an amicus brief supporting the lawsuit in Dallas. Right, which is um, in federal court. Yes, that's in federal court. And actually, it's they call it kind of the eastern federal court in Dallas. So we're actually waiting to find out if the court is going to hear the case there because the city of Dallas filed a motion to change venues. Okay. But we believe that with TNLA and the 17 other partners of asset that signed on to this amicus, we believe, you know, it's a business-friendly court. The judge there has been known to be very business-friendly. We believe that they will hear the court the, the case in Dallas. Um, so also members of asset are part of uh, the, actually it was the first lawsuit um, in Austin, mm-hmm. um, because that was the first city to pass um, paid sick leave, and the lawsuit—it's um, the one that's gone the farthest. Yeah, it's, that, it's that proceeded the farthest through the legal it's in process. The Supreme so far. Court, yeah, and I'll do a real quick and dirty on. So there were, we believe that these ordinances violate the Texas Constitution. Right. It violates the Texas Minimum Wage Act because part yeah. of. You know, this paid leave is their what they're earning, their take-home mm-hmm. pay, and that's well above the 725 minimum wage uh, that the Texas Constitution actually says. And it's also the federal minimum wage. Right. reflects the federal minimum wage. The lawsuit in Austin went to district court. They did not side with us, the business community. We knew that was going to happen. 
we took it to the third court of appeals. They sided with us. Uh, Justice Rose at the time even said, this does violate the Texas Constitution in several ways. Then the city of Austin appealed to the uh, Supreme Court and asked the Supreme Court to review the merits of the case. We actually said, yes, Supreme Court, we want you to review the merits of the case because we believe we have a good argument. And this is actually very good. Everyone should be um, should should be somewhat hopeful because the Supreme Court said, yes, we'll review the merits. So the city of Austin put uh, their arguments forward in front of the Supreme Court. We have until the end of October mm-hmm. to, to present our arguments. So we are hoping, fingers crossed, that the Austin, that the Supreme, sorry, Supreme Court of Texas will rule the Austin ordinance unconstitutional and the other ordinances in San Antonio and Dallas um, are almost identical. Right. So we believe that we can take that judgment and and hopefully get those ordinances revoked in both of those cities. And so that was going to be my next question is this the ruling or a ruling on the city of Austin ordinance is mm-hmm. likely to affect the others. But we know that San Antonio, should. yeah, it should. <laughs> San Antonio is potentially looking at some changes mm-hmm. to be just different enough mm-hmm. to, uh, uh, I attended one of their public meetings recently and it was very clear from the city attorney's, uh, own words in that meeting mm-hmm. that, uh, that mm-hmm. the goal really wasn't working with the business communities, but to make their, their ordinance just different enough to survive, uh, a legal challenge basically. Sure. And I just, you know, <laughs> it's really semantics because they even, you know, they, they changed it, the change, they even changed the name from earned sick time mm-hmm. to the safe and secure, uh, uh, ordinance or no uh, safe sick and safe time sorry ordinance yeah. and then they even put in the new draft of the ordinance in San Antonio that this is not considered a wage well I think the Supreme Court and hopefully our courts uh, around the state or federal court to wherever we appeal this um, would understand that that's just semantics and it still has the same effect absolutely let me to kind of book in what you were talking about what, what what's asset going to do moving forward right well I, I want your members to understand that unfortunately you know this is all about politics and not about policy it's not about protecting the worker and it's obviously not about the, the business community um, as a matter of fact in each case in Austin San Antonio and Dallas these ordinances were proposed right around the election, mm-hmm. the local elections. Yeah. And now we understand we've got the 2020 elections coming up statewide. These are a get-out-the-vote method strategy from out-of-state national labor, labor unions. Um, and they, they, you know, they'll do the whole petition people, get signatures to get it on the ballot. That's simply just a list for them to register voters. Right. And um, it's just a get out the vote strategy on the other side. And once they get it passed, they claim victory. You know, look at the headway that um, you know the this movement is making in Texas. And I'm sure TNLA. It's hard to say yeah. that. You yeah, know, it is. It's, uh, <laughs> when I first got here, yeah, it T- was it TNLA. Was, yeah, TNLA. you got it. So. Um, TNLA and these other groups that are all part of ASSET, as well as NFIB, we're, we're a nonpartisan organization, right? right? And, and y'all are as well. And it's not about, you know, it's not about your politics, but it's about making sure that we hold strong with our principles. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we're pro-business. For these groups, you know, it's Turn Texas Blue, and it's about, you know, um, you know, flipping these seats or whatever and getting people elected to office that will not sympathize with the, the business community, the business community yeah. at all. Right. And um, it's really just a national labor movement. So that's what assets we know. We already know because we know their strategy. 
Um, we know when the next sort of quote benchmarks going to be, and that's going to be centered around early election. Um, unfortunately, the next thing uh, to come up is going to be what we all know as, as uh, predictive scheduling. Right. But now the new uh, name of the week mm-hmm. um, that makes it sound so nice is secure scheduling. Oh, okay. So to your members, our members, and all the rest of the partners of the asset community, that should be hugely um oh it is concerning oh yeah because pair that with paid sick leave so not only are you paying someone for the time they're out you're paying the person to fill that person's spot and then and you had to switch up the schedules well with predictive scheduling if you're not giving your your employees the two weeks notice right you know you're having to pay them the difference Mm -hmm. and it's just a nightmare but this is what we know we know we've got these coming up um assets prepared uh your members might also be interested to know that, you know, with your participation in asset, it helps pay for an external, uh, very uh, qualified um, public relations firm, McGuire Woods. And so they they already, they're the ones that, you know, help with our, um, you know, op-eds, our letters to the editor, our press right. releases. Um, we've gotten a lot of good media connections uh, with them. And so... We already know we're prepared, we're ready for our comments and our fight back on the predictive scheduling that's going to happen. But ultimately, we know that what we need to do needs to be done, you know, at the state house, at the Capitol. Right. And preempting these cities because we can't continue to play whack-a-mole and, you know, fight these off in the courts or continue to just fight these as they come up. We need to stop this all together. And really, if there's going to be regulation on our folks and... You know, then it needs to be a uniform sure. set of laws at the state or federal level through a diplomatic process and not through a, a city council that hasn't even vetted it through stakeholders and passes it in 18 days. Well, and that's what I, that I was going to ask you what the reaction from some of your members have been, because I'm sure it's probably very similar to how some of our member companies have reacted. You know, we've got, it kind of runs the gamut because we've had companies who do business in multiple states, mm-hmm. uh, one of which being California. Mm-hmm. They're looking at this and going, wow, we already have to do some of this in California. We really don't want to do this in Texas. Yeah. And you bring up a good point with the patchwork nature of how these have come about mm-hmm. because we've got, you know, some companies who have locations in suburbs around this, if you've got employees driving through and they yeah. meet the threshold on the number of hours that they've worked, you know, quote unquote, in that city limit. Yeah. And I mean, it's a regulatory nightmare. Totally. Uh, increased costs, right? I, I don't think I'm saying anything that's like profound here. Right. Uh, a lot of companies can look at this and realize what it would do. But any well, anything beyond that, that some of your member companies have really highlighted, hey, this is going to this is going to affect our business in this way. Well, they... <laughs> Think about it this way, that what was a benefits program uh, in this case, managed and self-regulated, but managed and administered by the employer, is now a benefit that is managed, regulated, administered by the city. Right. Um, And so, you know, our members are just sitting ducks. And so if any, even an alleged violation of one of these ordinances, is is filed or you know and it hadn't really even happened but even if that an employer is looked to have violated the ordinance 
they can not only be hit with a, a fine, mm-hmm. but the city has complete subpoena power over your members' records. So that means they even have subpoena power over your the employees' records. Right. And what is the reason for that? That's very suspicious. Uh, the other thing that's very suspicious is, is the very group, the proponents of this ordinance, the, the groups that are pushing this and supporting it, have exempted themselves out of the very ordinance that they um, claim to pass to protect workers. Right. Doesn't, doesn't apply to unions. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah they're, they're exempted out. Those in collective bargaining agreements. Um, so and the, state, federal workers, it doesn't, yeah. Yeah, in, so. in some cases, Austin got a lot of pushback on that, so they put they put back that it would um, apply to public employees. Really? Okay. But, you know, so not only is cost the burden, but, you know, when we poll our members, and I'm sure yours would say the same, mm-hmm. um, uncertainty over government action, uncertainty over uh, economic conditions, and unreasonable government regulation that prevents your folks from considering expanding, from considering um, hiring more people, maybe offering more benefits, increasing wages, offering bonuses. Any sort of uncertainty puts a total halt on what your members try to do in their day-to-day basis because simply they just are living in fear of, you know, what's out there, what's to come, Um, you know, if, if in some way they're not in compliance. And um, so I just think above and beyond, there's sort of that even non-tangible factor that can slow or even stop a business. Yeah, I mean, the economy is doing well right now, right. and Texas has historically done well over the last several years, and we don't want to turn the pro-business climate that we've had around. No. We need that to weather, to be able to weather any kind of global or national economic uh, forces. Well, and so. You know, that's the thing is we're experiencing the lowest unemployment rate we've ever had in the history of the state of Texas. That determines the market. You know, your members know in order to be competitive and get skilled workers and keep skilled workers, they have to offer competitive wages, competitive benefits. Um, So really we feel like not only is it not, um, you know, the government's job to dictate those factors because we think the market and the economy dictates that, um, but especially not the job of cities that have no idea how this operates they don't have a diplomatic process with committees and stakeholder meetings and you know so many as you know the legislative process um, there's just there's so many opportunities through the house process and the senate side uh, and then even after that through rulemaking to really properly vet legislation make sure it works for everybody and you know to really determine if it's necessary and it's an open public process right what happens on the city level is completely opposite of that and i think that even if you're not a business owner any average homeowner citizen needs to be worried that if a city can go expand their legal uh, jurisdiction as far as they have in regulating what benefits an employer offer what can they do to you the homeowner mm-hmm. i mean when do they stop what what's the line right Absolutely. Well, so there's going to be more legislative work to be done, Mm -hmm. more news coming out as far as court cases. Where can our members go to find out more about the Asset Coalition and kind of keep up with the news as as these cases progress and we roll into the next legislative session? Yeah, and I hope they do because I think our work moving forward is going to be ever more important. So we totally appreciate y'all's engagement and partnership through Asset. But um, your members can go to Asset, A-S-S-E-T, Texas.com. So AssetTexas.com. Or um, we encourage them to also follow Asset Texas 
um, on social media. It's just at Asset Texas. Um, repost, get the message out there. Um, we want the other side to know that all of these organizations have really banded together, um, regardless of industry, and that we won't stop fighting. And it's and we're going to get this done at the legislative level. Level. Anyway, the sooner the better. It's not going to stop. No, it's not. <laughs> well, thanks so much for your time. We certainly appreciate it. Your, Thank you. your expertise and input on this is critical, and we look forward to continuing to work together. Thank you. Appreciate it. The Texas Excellence in Landscaping Award is given to only the best in landscaping. Applications are reviewed for skill and talent in seven categories. Those categories include commercial installation, commercial maintenance, residential installation, residential maintenance, special projects, unique features, and design. Winners are celebrated at an awards celebration and featured in TNLA Green Magazine. Get recognized for your hard work and excellent landscaping achievements. Apply at tnla.awardsplatform.com today. Applications are due November 1st, 2019.